A From Dublin to Cleveland Production. Hey friends, how are things? Long time no see. It is your host with the second most, Brendan Thomas Marith. The Logan is still off serving the Lord and sowing into the next generation of believers, but he will be back very soon. And he sends his best wishes to every single one of you. So it's been a couple of weeks since we were last together. Uh, I was actually away on holidays myself. Uh, I was away in the Aegean Sea, uh, spending time in the Greek island Kos, as well as four other ones, one of which was a volcano, <laughs> an active volcano with that, and uh, Bodrum in Turkey as well. Greece is a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Yeah, mainland Greece has its beauty, especially the Acropolis and historical sites, but it also has 6,000 islands, 227 of which are inhabited. So I visited some of those and also an uninhabited island there as well, uh, which has got St. Nicholas Chapel on it and a really, really big, heavy-looking cross. So I'll probably give you uh, some holiday updates for the next video. Maybe give you my recommendations <laughs> for every you yourself when they go to Greece. Um, but for today, I really felt impressed to share with you an anecdote or two from my time away and different ways in which I felt God spoke to me through it. The hotel that I was staying in, uh, the Aegean village, Lagos, if ever you want to go, it's a good recommendation for you. Basically had a mountain for a back garden. <laughs> and that mountain stretched the whole way across the island just for kilometers and kilometers. Or for you Americans, miles and miles. Later on in my holiday, I decided from the hotel just to jump onto the mountain and have a little gander. Um, but on day three of the holiday, I decided to make life unnecessarily difficult for myself. <laughs> my cousin, my mother's cousin, my brother and I decided that we'd go hiking. And so my brother and cousin got um, an apparent trail for the mountain up on Google Maps. Uh, I say apparent because I, I genuinely don't believe it exists. <laughs> We set out uh, walking through Cost Town and then down beyond the town that I didn't even know existed. And we must have been walking for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Convinced that Google Maps would lead us onto the mountain and we were nowhere near it, even after all that time. Now, we'd brought a bottle of sunscreen with us, uh, as well as about six litres of water. As the old adage says, if you fail to prepare, you might as well prepare to fail. So we thought that we were battle ready for this sucker. <laughs> but after we'd been walking for about an hour or so, we thought, ah, jeepers, this is hard work. And I, I love hiking, I, I do, but this was undoubtedly the, hard, the hardest hike I've ever done in my life. <laughs> but after about an hour, a van drove past us. And its driver just roared at us in Greek. I had no idea what was going on. 
Uh, but my brother stopped and, and turned around. And then the van stopped. The driver got out. I opened the door. And basically, he was there selling fruit. And I, the capitalist within me just thought, <laughs> genius. You know, uh, if you see any uh, adventurous foreigners coming along to hike your mountain, just so you know, like, stop them and sell them dozens and dozens of euros worth of fruit. And, and that's exactly what we got. We had no idea what we were in for. Because <laughs> cost is pretty cheap in general. But uh, yeah, this guy, he got a lot of money off of us. Um, but overall, we figured, hey, listen, it'll keep us hydrated. It's all good. And then he buggered off afterwards with our money. We kept on walking, and eventually we came to what looked like private property. But beyond it seemed to be the foot of the mountain. So I said, hey, we need to get onto the mountain eventually. We can't just keep walking on roads. Let's just do it. It's fine. So we cut across, um, hopped onto the foot of the mountain, kept on going, and it really, really seemed like the, the, these Greeks said, how can we possibly make this mountain as difficult as possible <laughs> for all the other Europeans to climb? And they would have fences every few dozen meters. Uh, sometimes the fence was made of wood, and I would have to put planks up and, and, and climb over them. Sometimes they're just made of wire, and we'd have to uh, maneuver our, our way across and, and, and do a bit of shimmying when necessary. And sometimes they were made of barbed wire. Cut, sliced, and diced hands could be seen after this hike, my friends. I assure you, there might still be a little... Bits of Brendan Thomas Marat blood sprawled across <laughs> all those obstructions. But hey, we were out to have an adventure, and we were going to have one. So I said, listen, we got, we got to keep going up. We've got to reach that peak. At one point, I'm pretty sure we ended into someone's private property. Um, again, we thought it, it would help get us towards the peak. But uh, let's just say... There was a guardian of the animalistic variety in that field. <laughs> and oh my goodness, we didn't see it, but we heard it, and we knew it was coming for us. So we ran, and we ran, and we ran. And then eventually we came to another fence, which we all had to hop on over uh, before being devoured and torn limb from limb. That led us on to a main road, and I will be honest with you, it might possibly be the only main road in Cos. <laughs> So we began walking up thinking, okay, surely it'll lead on to the mountain at some point. But oh my goodness. Kilometer after kilometer after kilometer, it didn't. And eventually, just when we were really, really beginning to get antsy, we saw a way that we could get on. Now it was steep. Um, but we figured, listen, we've got enough strength, energy, and adrenaline left in us. To, to at least make a head start. So we began climbing it anyhow. And I mean, it was probably midday, maybe 1 p.m. at this stage. And it, it, it was hot. Um, all the plants 
and vegetation on the mountains had just been absolutely torched, just burned to a crisp. Um, we were getting sticks and spikes stuck in parts of the body that the good lord never intended for them to be. <laughs> um, every few steps, we're pulling things out of our feet uh, that had even just shot right through um, our footwear and socks. It was... It was not easy. It was rough. It was tough terrain to navigate through. And again, no clear paths had actually ever been made on these, uh, at least not in recent history. We kept moving upwards anyway. Um, and then we ran out of sunscreen. <laughs> well, let me just tell you, I got sunburnt, and my sunburn got sunburnt. Literally. Uh, I was looking at my shoulders afterwards, and my goodness, I've never seen so many colours, and I had never known that the human body could turn so many colours. It was red, it was brown, it was literally purple and black. I mean, literally torched. <laughs> it was just, it was foul. But hey, it was an adventure, it's like I just kept on going. I just told my brain, don't feel the pain, just keep on moving. And eventually we reached the peak. And uh, <laughs> different people were blamed, but I will go to the grave swearing it was not me. That was my younger brother. <laughs> Love you lots, like jelly tots, bro. But uh, someone left all the reserve water on top of the mountain. <laughs> got, we got a little bit too excited, I think, uh, taking photographs of our tri triumphant arrival. But as we got there... We stopped and we just admired the view beneath us. And it was something to behold. It was stunning. It was beautiful. We got a glimpse of the glory of God revealed through his creation, just as the word tells us. Um, and as I looked, I thought, wow, people get so hung up over the daily grind of living in a concrete jungle and working nine to five or the petty jealousies and drama that people fill their lives with and listen i'm not diminishing people's pain there is e there is great evil out there and as the body of christ we can't walk around in blind faith or blissful ignorance we need to have our eyes wide open to what's happening but we don't get consumed by it because we know that our God is an almighty God. That means he is entirely mighty in all things and bigger and stronger than all these things. But sometimes you just have to change your seat, change your position, and it changes your perspective. You get to see things from a higher level. Think of the incredible revelation that Paul got in Arabia of the body of Christ, of having been chosen before the foundation of the earth was lain. Think of the revelation that he got in the gospel of grace and peace that comes through the cross of Jesus and the empty grave. Think of the revelation of the law that Moses got on Sinai Mount Horeb. Think of the experience that Elijah had when he ran away into the wilderness 
from Jezebel. When you change your perspective, oftentimes through changing your position and literal physical location, you can just get such a more well-rounded perspective of how great our God is. As incredible as that was, <laughs> we still come down that mountain. And let me tell you, going down was harder than it was going up. We decided that we would walk along this infamously wrong, long road on the way back, rather than <laughs> braving the fields, which possibly still had the hungry uh, beast, which had our scent in his nostrils. So we just began walking and walking and walking and walking. And again, my brother and cousin were using Google Maps and swearing blindly. It'll save us. It knows where we're going. But, uh, ah, oh, Jakers. I mean, you, there weren't even, like, petrol stations selling, um, you know, bottles of lemonade or Coca-Cola or anything along the side of the road. <laughs> uh, dehydration kind of began kicking in. I remember at one point, a uh, car next to us had just crashed and been overturned um drew from us like no response whatsoever i mean the crowd was there people were like oh woe is me um this is so terrible whinging whining oh the tragedy the travesty <laughs> and we were just like so out of it we didn't even care we just like glared at them and kept on walking and after i don't know how long we came to a hotel, not ours, but it was in the middle of nowhere. And we just thought to ourselves, well, listen, they probably have a vending machine in there somewhere that we can maybe get a drink or something. So we ran in. Well, I say ran. <laughs> we were probably moving at a snail's pace because we had no energy left. But we got in. I was just, I had just about enough wit and mental acuity left to think, okay, if the bartender or a member of staff ask us what our room number is. What could I say that sounds like it possibly exists in an hotel? And obviously if I'd said a room number didn't exist, they'd know that we were frauds, just blow-ins. Um, so went in, saw some machines, but not vending machines, they're just big fridges. So we thought, okay, we'll get some, some lemonade, we'll stock up on fluids. And water as well. Um, pay at the counter and then try to escape without drawing any attention to ourselves. But we must have looked an absolute right state. <laughs> the bartender stared at me as if to say, the heck of you. And he just said, you are so sweaty. <laughs> Not the thing every young man wants to hear. And I said, I have been walking for six hours. And he goes, oh, you were hiking on the mountain. And I said... Yeah, you chose the wrong time of day, he said. <laughs> I think even all the Greeks in the island were probably having a frickin' siesta. And uh, he asked me where we were going. And listen, I, I, I could have lied, and I just said, listen, we're on our way back to our own hotel. And he goes, oh, where is it? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> that I think it's about 20 minutes away from here. And he said, ah, yeah, 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 Aegean Village, Lagos. And I was shocked that actually was the hotel. <laughs> and uh, he said, okay, well, you know, if you carry on going straight, 
you'll get there in 20 minutes, but it's a very dangerous road. And then he said, but if you go right and then left and then left or whatever, he said, um, you can get there in 40 minutes, but it's much safer. And I was like, bruh, and I take the shortcut. <laughs> I take the short, dangerous road. <laughs> the road uh, less taken. And let me tell you, as that lemonade touched our lips, oh, jeepers, it tasted like it was the best thing we'd ever had in our lives. And actually, I don't even drink soft drinks all that often. It, I might ha- be cheeky and have them like once a year. But this was sublime. It, this, this was delicious. Unless it's a strawberry milkshake, tea, milk or water. I usually don't drink it, but this was so, so good. So refreshing. And I had it later in the week just to confirm if it actually was that good. And it was. It stood the, stood the test of time. And then, you know, we downed <laughs> so much water. And we continued on towards our own hotel. And let me tell you, when we got there, I literally exclaimed, Here are the conquering heroes. Like I was channeling my inner child from like the animated Aladdin movie or something. But I thought, wow, everyone else in this hotel, I'm sure they had fun lounging by the pool or sitting in the sauna or maybe the jacuzzi. And it was very comfortable for them. That's great. You do need peace and quiet on your holiday. But to have put in the work and stretched ourselves physically and the exertion that went into it, let me tell you. We caught sights that no one else did. We saw beauty, the likes of which no one else there did. And it reminded me of Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, which says, Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in the right time we will reap a harvest. And life is hard and often seems pointless, and things that we do often seem like they're bearing no fruit. But if we persevere, and it takes tenacity, it takes grit, Oh, we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And later on in the week, it was actually my last day. Um, I had about two and a half hours left before it was time to go to the airport. And I just said, listen, I'm not wasting the day sitting around doing nothing. And um, just looking at an already packed suitcase. I went for a little walk into the town. And as I was walking, I looked out on the sea at the beach. And I saw someone paragliding. The boat was zipping around the sea. And this guy attached to a rope was just flying around his parachute. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> YOLO! You only live once. So I said, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going in. So I, I paid up 60 quid to do it. And then an extra 20 for the photographs afterwards. And time seemed to move differently in the air almost like it meant nothing then I got a a glimpse of what it must be like in eternity where you've got events, you've got motion but the passage of time isn't what it is for us and as I looked at the world below I thought wow There are different shades of blue in the sea. 
Look at those mentions from up here. I'm actually above them now. Not on them. Properly above them. Look at the vegetation there. Oh, look at those buildings I've never seen before. I didn't know they were there. The buildings I'd passed on my way to town every day that week look so small. And I thought, life is beautiful. The problems we face are real, friends. We have an actual enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, literally. And every day is a battle. We were born into a war we did not start. It began a long time before God sent us to the earth. We've got to do our part in fighting back against the darkness and being mighty and powerful against evil. But the whole of life isn't a battle. It's okay to take a step back and have fun. To breathe. To appreciate the genuine beauty that's there. And you can't always see it from the ground. Because the struggles and the obstructions and the challenges are so close to your face. But when you have an aerial or heavenly perspective. Oh, it all looks so different. And even our challenges and the threats seem a lot more manageable. A lot more minuscule. More minute. So guys, there are just a couple anecdotes from my time away. And there will be more to come in future videos and podcasts. But I hope that they've encouraged you. Or that they've blessed your heart to hear them. So don't be strangers. Send us messages either at the bottom of the YouTube video. Um, or if you're listening to this as a podcast, you, know, you can send us um, an email at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. Tell us how your summer holidays are going. What fresh perspectives or revelations have you received from the Lord recently? And also, if you've got something you'd like prayer for, just know that when two or more are gathered, even technologically people, hello, God's there. And he commands a blessing. And he'll move in power. For the power of the upright, forgive me, the prayers of the upright are powerful and effective. And we would love to join with you in prayer. And praying in God's goodness and abundant grace over every area of your lives. So don't be strangers. And reach out um, for any of those matters or the likes. May God's goodness and favour and blessing follow you wherever you go, friends. Thanks for listening for today. And uh, we look forward to churning these podcasts out on a weekly basis again. <laughs> now that I'm back in home soil. God bless you. Have a super special, awesome Saturday and week ahead. Okay? Cheerio, friends. Bye-bye.